Welcome to Appearance Matters, the podcast, Summer Shorts edition. I'm Nadia, and this is our very first episode of our Summer Shorts series. The aim of this series is to bring you 10 short, bite-sized episodes covering 10 different papers members of our team at the Centre for Appearance Research have published recently. I'm here today with fellow Appearance Matters podcast co-host, Maya Thornton, a research fellow at CAR. Hi, Maya. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you, Nadia. How are you doing today? Yeah, very well. Thank you. Excited about this short series. <laughs> me um, too. Me too. <laughs> so tell me about the paper we're talking about today. Great. So uh, today we're going to be talking about a paper which I published, um, which is entitled I Listen to My Body Now, A Qualitative Exploration of Positive Body Image in Breast Cancer Survivors. And it's published in the journal uh, Psychology and Health. Fantastic. And who were your co-authors? So this piece of work was actually part of my master's in health psychology. So my co-authors include uh, my supervisor, Dr. Helena Lewis-Smith. Who is a senior research fellow at CAR. Exactly. Yeah. Excellent. So let's get into it. From the title, you were exploring positive body image in people who had breast cancer. So can you tell us what the aim of the study was and what you were trying to find out? Sure. So um, the existing research at the time was finding that, you know, there was a really high prevalence of body image concerns in female breast cancer survivors. And as you know, more and more people survive breast cancer, which is great news, but we need to kind of consider what kind of psychological experiences those individuals who survive um, cancer might be experiencing. Um, And although lots of women have kind of reported some body image concerns and some dissatisfaction with their post-treatment bodies, not all women feel this way at all. Um, But the research at the time had kind of neglected to um, focus on the experience of individuals who'd had a more positive body image experience. So by looking into this, rather than focusing on negative body image, we could have a think about what was helping these women to feel better about their bodies, to feel uh, more comfortable in their post-treatment bodies, which could be really important for helping us to understand how to support women uh, who might be having greater body image concerns, if that makes sense. Yeah, that makes so much sense. So a really important piece of research. And I suppose we should say that when we're talking about positive body image, we're talking about things like appreciating our body, accepting it, thinking about what our body can do and trusting and looking after our body. So can you talk us through what you did to find out more about positive body image in women who've had breast cancer? Yeah, sure. So what we did was uh, one-to-one interviews with 22 women who had received some kind of treatment for breast cancer. uh, So keeping it quite broad. Um, We also asked women to to come forward who identified as experiencing some aspect of positive body image. So just like you said, Nadia, either kind of body appreciation or acceptance or kind of uh, an appreciation of the functionality of their bodies. So the things that their bodies can do. Um, And then the data from those interviews was then analyzed using a common qualitative analytic technique called thematic analysis, which uses analysis to look across different people's experiences to identify the common themes. Brilliant. And I'm sure we've spoken about thematic analysis on the podcast at some point before. And so tell us, what are the headline or key findings from the study? 
Sure. So we found that women who identified as feeling good about their post-treatment bodies reported some kind of ability to reframe um, or critique societal appearance pressures. Mm -hmm. So they kind of talked about being able to see that messages that they were seeing in the media, kind of the narrow appearance ideals that we're familiar with, were unrealistic. Um, And this kind of protected them from comparing themselves to these ideals too closely. Um, They also, a lot of them also spoke about their age. Um, So the mean age of the sample was 54. So they were kind of a little bit older and they felt that this was quite protective because they felt uh, kind of a little bit removed from that typical concept of youthful beauty and they put less pressure on themselves basically and their bodies that were aging naturally and so were able to be less critical of their appearance overall. Women kind of also spoke about the role of care from others and um, their own self-care in their recovery and how this helped them to feel good about their post-treatment bodies. Um, So they spoke about recognizing and prioritizing their physical and psychological needs and taking a really caring and compassionate approach to them, to their recovery and to themselves and to their bodies. Um, They also spoke about the role of support from others um, and that role in helping them to accept their changed body through conversations, um, but also kind of very practical support in helping them to rest and helping their bodies to recover and kind of regain that functionality. Um, I guess finally, women spoke about valuing their bodies beyond their physical appearance. Um, So women who were talking about the importance of the things that their bodies could do, so that functionality Mm -hmm. aspect. Um, So for those women, restored or continued functionality enabled them to do the things that were really important to them, that they valued, and that helped them to feel good about their bodies following their cancer treatment. Okay, brilliant. And so that all does sound really positive and encouraging. So I wonder for you, what's your main takeaway or what, what are the implications of this study? So like I said at the beginning, this kind of could really help us to understand what could be helpful in supporting women to feel good about their bodies after treatment for breast cancer. So we can see um, from that first finding I spoke about where women feel um, able to kind of reframe and critique media messages around appearance, that um, kind of more awareness, more literacy around uh, messages in the media could be really helpful uh, to support uh, women to feel better about themselves and less um, likely to compare themselves to these kinds of unhelpful images following treatment Um, and then there are some really successful media literacy programs out there so something like that could be really useful to support women following breast cancer treatment. Um, It also really has highlighted the importance of that self-caring self-compassionate approach following treatment for breast cancer and again there are some great interventions that do promote those kinds of um, self-compassionate responses. Also, this idea of focusing on functionality, carrying out those valued actions that are important to daily life and self-identity and helping women to reflect on what uh, is important to them that their body can do and focusing on that rather than the appearance changes. There's also uh, an element in these findings around support for younger women. Uh, As I I mentioned, um, the women were speaking about age as a protective factor and um, kind of was saying, you know, if I was a bit younger, I think I would have felt found this a bit more difficult. So maybe also ensuring that younger women are supported through their um, breast cancer treatment and, you know, afterwards as well. Yeah, that sounds really valuable. And as you're talking, I was thinking, actually, I think it might be really helpful just hearing this alternative narrative that it's not a a given that you're going to feel worse about your body following breast cancer treatment and sometimes that can be just nice to 
to hear and yeah as you're saying the need for all of these interventions which we have and have designed for younger people perhaps but how do we have them and adapt them especially for people who've had breast cancer yeah absolutely I completely agree I think the alternative approach to looking only at kind of the potentially the negative um, experiences um, is good to help us understand that experience but I think there's that obviously the other side of the coin and understanding the experience of people women who feel good can really help us to draw out Mm -hmm. those things that could be useful for interventions for example yeah exactly and that's expressed far more clearly than than what I was saying (laughs) yeah um, perfect so um is there anything else you want to add? Is there anything that we haven't spoken about about this study that that you feel people should know about? Actually, yeah, I did want to just say that this article is actually open access. So anyone with the link um, can access it and read it online if they want to find out any more about the study themselves. Super. So we can put that link in the show notes. So that's brilliant. Thanks, Maya. Um, Before I can let you go, because this is our summer shorts series, and I don't know if you can hear, but there are seagulls outside my window, (laughs) um, really to to build up the atmosphere. Um, I would love to know what your favourite summer snack is. The obvious one for me, like, has to be ice cream. Like, there's no other answer in my mind. Um, And my favourite flavour is a classic mint choc chip. So that is what I would be reaching for as my summer snack. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big ice cream fan. Mint choc chip is interesting, though. That's an interesting choice. Oh, I just love it. Mm, Yeah. Nice. No, enjoy. (laughs) Enjoy. Thank you so much, Maya, for joining us. And thank you to our listeners for tuning in to Appearance Matters, the podcast summer shorts edition please remember to share subscribe rate and review and join us next time for our next summer short